This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 226 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is sponsored by Equestrian Collections for the whole universe of equestrian shopping at your fingertips at a price you can afford. Enjoy today's tip. Hi, Glenn the Geek back with you from Lexington, Kentucky, and you're listening to Horse Tip Daily. Well, welcome back to the horse capital of the world as we prepare for the World Equestrian Games here in Lexington. Well, today we have somebody new for you, and we got going off a little bit different topic, too. And this is a first part of a two-part series. The other part will be tomorrow. Carol Gordon is a CPA and the owner of Blue Ribbon Accounting. Her expertise in equine accounting and tax issues provides savvy equestrian professionals with affordable peace of mind. She has experience working with a variety of horse-related businesses nationwide, including trainers, camps, barn owners, and equine transporters. And Carol's going to be coming on on a fairly regular basis here to give us tips on accounting for your horse business. As you know, we have Elizabeth from equestrianprofessional.com who comes on and gives us the business tips themselves for the business marketing and things like that. Well, Carol's going to give us the accounting side, which is an area that we all like to ignore, but really should pay more attention to because it's really what makes our business profitable. So we, we thank Carol for coming on. And as I said, this is the first part of a two-part series. And we're going to get right to Carol after, we, after uh, a few words from one of our favorite sponsors, Equestrian Collections. Have you ever wondered what the favorite products are for customers at tax shops? Well, EquestrianCollections.com decided to publish that, and you will find the list at EquestrianCollections.com. I think you're going to be very surprised at what the top pick is. It definitely indicates the gender bias of the people who shop there. I was also really surprised at the second item on the list. Well, are you curious? Go to EquestrianCollections.com and click on the Top 10 Products link in the middle of the homepage. And don't forget to follow them on Facebook. They have one of the most active Facebook fan pages out there. Just go to Facebook and search Equestrian Collections, and you'll find them there. Join up, join in, and remember, for the whole universe of equestrian shopping, at your fingertips at a price you can afford, visit EquestrianCollections.com. Well, hi, Carol, and welcome to your first episode of Horse Tip Daily. How are you? Hi, Glenn. I'm great. I'm really excited to be here. Well, I'm really glad that you, you got in contact with me uh, through a mutual friend, Elizabeth, over there at, at uh, equestrianprofessional.com. We appreciate that. Yeah, I write some columns for Lizzie, and she had suggested that I contact you. And I had, obviously, I'm a fan anyway, so I, I had thought about it, but it was Lizzie who kind of pushed me in the right direction. Well, good. We love her to death. And of course, she, she uh, gives us tips here, too. It's Elizabeth McMillan. If you want to look her up at Horse Tip Daily, she does, has done a bunch of tips on business. And you are a CPA. So we are talking to you, uh, and the tips we're going to be doing are on the accounting side of business. You know, Lizzie's tips have been very popular. They get great comments on Facebook and things. I would venture to say, and you probably know this better than me, that most people in the horse world are in the horse business of some sort. They're boarding. They're teaching lessons. They're doing something that involves business of some kind. Right. And, but yet, you know, the thing with the horse business is it's a horse business. 
And most of the people in the horse business really focus on the horse part of it, and the business part of it kind of comes in second. Guilty. And you really, you really need to focus <laughs> on both of them in order for them to, to, to succeed. All right. We've had barns for years. We had a big boarding stable for many, many years, and we've, had ta- we've owned a tack business and now the Horse Radio Network. And I'm guilty. I'm just as guilty as anybody, Carol. So let's, tell, let's first back up a little. So you are a rider, and how did you become a CPA? And, and uh, just give us a little bit of your background. Well, I kind of fell, in, fell into the CPA part, actually. I ended up, um, I was a social worker, and I went back to school to get a dual MBA um, uh, MSW degree uh, because I was really interested in social work administration, and I decided I'd do the MBA year f- first because it was something new and different to me, and I started with the accounting programs, and I just loved them. My, my family had had small businesses um, all through my life, and I really enjoyed the small business part of it, but never really thought about the numbers, but really just gravitated towards the, the accounting, and all my professors were saying, you know, this is something that you should be doing. You should forget about the social work part of it. And, and I did. And well, I now, now that, that, ever since, so. I have to interrupt you here, though, because normally horse women are, do not have a math chip. So were you a horse person from from little, or did did the horse thing come after? No, no. My uncle was a polo player, so uh, I grew up with horses. Well, you know, this is this is odd. You're 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 the exception to the rule because most of the horse women I've met do not have the math chip. No, I know. <laughs> like I'm kind of like the backwards person. I always say to people, "Well, you know, I'll give you my opinion, but it's like you're not going to meet a lot of people like me, so you can take it as you know, take it from where you, for once it came." So you went and you, you went and got your master's then. I did. I got my master's and got my CPA and worked at a, um, a big eight, which was a big eight accounting firm at that point, um, and then actually went back after I got the CPA, went back to work for my family's business, which was a small business for many years and then um, actually after left that because just because it had been my family's business and I was still working there part-time but wanted to do something else and was looking for a horse for a friend of mine online and just happened to fall into the help wanted section just thinking what kind of jobs would they have here other than um, barn help and saw that a company was just starting up, a company which I had heard of and which was local and was looking for someone to do some accounting work for them. And I applied for the job there and started working there and uh, stayed there for five years. That company just happened to be SmartPak. And that was a great experience. I love that. And it was someplace that I could take my horse experience and my accounting experience and blend them together. And that, that experience really spoiled me because I got to do something that I loved and something I was good at. And when I left there, I thought, gee, I've got to find something else that I can do. And, and in the meantime, I had lots of friends from Barnes calling me up and asking me questions. And I had been doing some people's tax returns. And it just kind of grew. I took on a couple of nonprofits. And, you know, it just kept growing and growing. And here I am. So and you are grew by default. So Blue Ribbon Accounting is your company. It is. And that's mm-hmm. Blue. And they can find you at blueribbonaccounting.com. And by saying SmartPak, I know that you live in Massachusetts then. Mm-hmm. I or, do. Or did at one time. No, I do. I live in Massachusetts, and I have clients in Massachusetts, but I do have clients nationwide because I can do remote work as well. So I have clients in California, clients in Maryland. You know, I have but do you have to be, just out of curiosity, do you have to be licensed in those various states then? Um, no, as long as I'm licensed in Massachusetts. Okay. Okay, cool. That, that's different than being a lawyer then. Uh, uh, yeah. where, they, where they have to have their, you know, hang their shingle in every state, pretty much. 
So, all right. So, so you're a CPA and you are into horses, and I know you have horses because you were trying to catch them when we first got together this morning. <laughs> yes, so. I <laughs> yes, I have two horses. They're both uh, Lipizzan crosses. Oh, what kind of um, riding do you do? I'm a well, I'm a non-competitive dressage rider. Oh, cool. Um, and, and the more business that I take on, the less riding. The, the I less do. competitive you become. Else, I'd hope. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny how that works? Yeah. But you got some Lipizzaners out there, huh? Yeah, I I fell into that breed about tw- uh, 15 years ago, and I really love them. Wow. So well, that's terrific. Yeah, personality. I've I've been doing these shows for a long time, and uh, there's not too many people say that they have some lippers on or sticking standing outside. So, that's not a common statement. Well, no. that's terrific. I bet you they're beautiful. They are. They're they're a lot of fun too. Like I say, they're they're it's their personality that really draws me to them. They're 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 very individual. That you know? peppy independence. They are. They're very independent. They yeah. have their own opinions about things, and you kind of have to go with it or, or give up one yeah, or the right. other. So. <laughs> yeah, they pretty much rule the roost. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, today, how are we going to help people? What do you have for everybody today on the accounting end of a horse business? Well, what I'd like to talk about today is what I call Carol Gordon's hit list of four things that every business should have in place. Okay. Um, and the first thing that you should have is, the, is that every business should have is they should have their own tax identification number. For anybody out there that's using their, their social security number as their business tax identification number, you should stop doing that. That is not a good thing to be doing. And the reason that you do, that's a bad thing is because if you ever have to provide your social security number to anyone um, for purposes of using that information for a 1099 form, you have no idea who has access to that information once you hand it out or how securely that information is maintained. Like, for example, if you're a horse show judge, every horse show that you go to, depending on what fees are that you're being paid, you're going to be filling out this W-9 form, which is going to include your Social Security number, and that information is going to be used to give you back a 1099 form at the end of the year. It's going to the show manager, it's going to, um, you know, the show secretary, and it's being stored in a box, and you have no idea where that information is going. So you're really opening yourself up to the possibility of having identity theft. And, and it's, so, it's an easy thing to fix. Okay, so I can have a tax ID number without having a corporation. You can just be a sole proprietorship and get the tax ID number. Right. Okay. Anyone can have a tax ID number. Okay. So what you would do is you would go to the irs.gov, and the only things that you would need to have when you go to the website is your Social Security number, and you would need to know what type of legal identity your business is. Is it a sole, uh, sole proprietorship? Is it a partnership, etc.? And 99% of the time, if you are using your Social Security number, then you are a sole proprietorship because most of the other types of, of legal identities have had another tax ID number assigned to them when it was formed. So you go to the irs.gov, you're going to click on the business tab, you're going to click on um, the, there's a link that says employer identification numbers, and you're going to put in the information, they're going to assign you a tax identification number right there, and you're going to be ready to go. It's five minutes and you're all set. Okay, cool. So that's easy. Yeah, that's the easy part. That's, they're all really pretty easy. The second thing, which is, is probably the hardest of the four, is you should have an accounting software program that you're using to organize all of the, the financial data for your business. 
Now, 90% of small businesses today use QuickBooks for their accounting software. That's what I use. I would recommend it. Yeah, that's what I use, Anything that you can use to to organize your your financial data is And you know what? We're we're actually using QuickBooks online now. So um, we don't even have the program on our our computers. We do Mm -hmm. QuickBooks online. And the reason we did that is because I'm on the road a lot with the shows, and I can access it then from any Internet connection. I don't have to worry about getting into one computer that happens to have the program. Right. So, One of my clients is a nonprofit, and they use it for that reason because they, they don't have an office. They have a lot of different people accessing it, and it works great for them. So that's QuickBooks so, Online. Um, online. And it's, they charge you so much a month, but it's not exorbitant. I, I don't remember. I think it was, we, you know, we, have, we don't have the fancy package, so I think it was like $9 a month. It's not much. Yeah. And the software package, if you buy the desktop version, depending on when during the year you buy it and where you buy it, it's going to be between 150 and $200 a year. And QuickBooks supports that product for three years. So okay. you're really talking about dividing it by three because you don't need to get a new version every year. You just want to have it, but you do want to have it supported. You, didn't, you don't want to have it any longer when if there's a problem, QuickBooks won't help you with it. Now, so you're really talking about the cost divided by three years. Now let me ask and, you a little bit more about that. Um, we found it, unless you know a little bit about accounting, I, I think QuickBooks is going to be a, almost a little difficult to set up. What you want to do is you do want to find someone, and you can do this once QuickBooks has a website that you can go to. Um, if you go to, if you Google in "find a pro advisor," and you put in your zip code, you can find a pro advisor, and a pro advisor is someone that's been certified by QuickBooks to train you in QuickBooks. You can have, um, you can either get phone training, um, or you can ha- pay someone to come over and help you set set it up. But it's really it's really pretty intuitive if your business is and the other thing about QuickBooks is if you can choose um, they offer you types of businesses like really basic types of businesses when you go through the setup interview and you could just choose a service business and they provide you with um, a chart of a sample chart of accounts so I mean I've had clients that have had neighbors that have come over and helped them and as long as you you know you get a little bit of help it's not that difficult I mean I would suggest if you can to have someone come and help you or to have someone, your accountant, you can um, once a quarter take what's in QuickBooks and export it into Excel and just send it over to your accountant, have them look at it. Because the, the benefit to, there's two benefits to QuickBooks. And one of them is at the end of the year when you go to get everything ready for your tax return, it's going to be all together. You're not going to have to be looking for receipts or whatever. It's going to be such a time saver. And if you have an accountant that you work with for your tax return and you can send things over beforehand just to have him look and see what you're doing, make sure it's okay, then that's going to make the process even even easier. Um, another benefit, which one of my clients was really did not want to use QuickBooks, but um, finally got him to, to put it on and get the tax return going, and that was great. But QuickBooks has a lot of reports, and one of the reports they have is um, it tells you how much you're spending with each vendor. And um, this person uses um, one feed and grain dealer for pretty much all of their feed and grain. And they got a report, and they knew that they were spending a lot of money with mm-hmm. this vendor, but they didn't know how much money they were spending. Right. And when they realized how much money they were spending, the next time they walked into the feed and grain dealer, they walked in and they said, do you know that I spent you know, X thousands of dollars with you? Okay, 
from now on, if you want to keep my business, I'm not paying any more delivery fees. And if I pay you within 10 days, I'm taking 5% off my bill. That alone paid for the assistance that he got setting up for QuickBooks and the cost of QuickBooks. It was a lot of money. So it gives you a lot of information about your business that you don't have without spending the time to like flip through receipts or add up checks or whatever. It just gives you a lot of power that you, that you can get easily, that you don't have to spend a lot of your time you know, flipping through things to find. Well, that's great. Well, there's the first two of your four necessary tips for horse businesses. And tomorrow we're going to be back with the the final two. And then we're, of course, going to have you back in the future talking about other things. But we're still reviewing these four things. Now, I want to remind everybody they can find you at blueribbonaccounting.com. And you're located in Massachusetts, but you can do phone consulting and all kinds of things. All right, good. Well, uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again tomorrow and getting the other two necessary uh, tips, and we'll do that tomorrow. Thank you, Carol. Thanks, Glenn. Well, thank you to Carol for joining us today. And as we said there, she'll be back again tomorrow with the second half, the other two tips in her hit list. So we look forward to having her back then. And of course, you can find all the shows are out this week for the Horse Radio Network, and you can find those at horseradionetwork.com. Well, thanks, everybody. And I'm going to get out of here. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, stay safe, everyone. (laughs) 